Winnie Wolf, the founder of Bumble, once said, "Having a broken relationship with yourself is more toxic than pursuing a phony relationship with 100 other people." In case you haven't noticed, this month's scaling lesson is all about that intimate relationship with ourselves. Your circumstances don't define who you are. It is when you start to cave into those circumstances, you lose the battle. Cornell graduated into one of the toughest years for an engineer major. Despite holding a master's degree from a prestigious university, he couldn't find a job related to his field. Instead of succumbing to the circumstances, he dived deep into self-discovery and carved a new path. Cornell began by making 100 cold calls a day to refine his sales skills. Now, still in his 30s, he is a country general manager of a multi-million-dollar martech company, the Trade Desk. Sargar was born into a family with a background in immigration in India. Despite his challenging circumstances, he refused to be defined by his birthright. He consistently sought opportunities to break free from what held him back, from attending the best schools to landing roles in prestigious investment banks. He eventually founded the groundbreaking employee of record company Multiplier and earned a spot on Forbes 30 on the 30 list. Special thanks to two recurring titans who joined our show this week: Akitaha and John Blaskalinka. Both of them offered invaluable advice to recruiters navigating the tough job market and shared insights on how to continuously learn and remain relevant in this field. Next week, we'll be exploring recent hot IPO stories and the general AI landscape in China after a year of boiling battles among thousands of startups and big tech, now finally reaching a tipping point for transformation. Subscribe to never miss an episode of Scale Up.、Um, you need to create a, a, a map for your career or for your whatever journey that you ahead of you. It's much on hard skill. Because when you are out there, you are dealing with people. Now, to 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 do this deliberately, I think find time in your schedule, in your diary, to connect with someone, maybe within the same interest with you, or or same area or same majors, but also expand it further. And nothing is handed to you in a silver spoon. You your personality becomes that you are going to struggle and you're going to make、mm. name for yourself and you're going to fight hard and you're going to、mm. uh, make a world better、mm. place for everyone, right? So so that's how uh, uh, that spirit came about. I think whether we're talking about the now of work or the future of work, you got to learn how to play the game, right? It is a numbers game. Networking matters. Being able to tell your story matters, right? Being able to keep positive and keep grinding even when you don't. Want to, which is to me the definition of grind and grit, is it still matters? Right. I, I don't think bar raisers would have been launched and adopted if we didn't have some hiring mistakes. Right. So I think you have to be able to say, like, it's great if you can do this proactively early on. But but you know, even even before we had a bar raiser program, we had people that were bar raisers. We just didn't call them that. So so you would have situations、yes. where. Like we, there's this woman、uh, who, who JJ was her name, and so it'd be like, hey, who interviewed that that person, or who's going to interview that person? It's like, oh, JJ is part of the interview team. 
then I have confidence that we're going to make a good hire because JJ has very high standards. She is willing to do this in the face of five other people doing this, right? And, you know, thumbs down when other people are thumbs up for those listening and not seeing us here. Um, but I think that's one of the things that you, you, you need to have this kind of pain and then you need to kind of have people that are already operating so, so for example, before bar raisers existed, a very common recruiting practice, Jerry, you probably have experienced this is, you know, I'm the hiring manager. Let's say yes. I work for you, Jerry. It's very common for me to ask you or for someone in HR to require you, my manager, to interview for someone that's going to be a senior person on my team. That, that's not, that's been around forever. I mean, VPs interview director level candidates and, you know, and, and you, you have your manager participate. The bar raiser program, I think, to flourish you need to have some pain and you need to you need to frame it in a way that doesn't feel like it's taking out um, kind of the ownership of, of a hiring manager, but that it is a an additional kind of uh, resource you can leverage to make your whole team better at hiring and, and someone that has a long term lens. If your company is all short term butts and seats, we got to tell the VC firm that we're going to have 20 person sales team hired in six weeks. Like, you know, that kind of culture is not going to be receptive to a bar raiser kind of mentality because bar raisers are really answering the question, is this person a good long-term hire for our company? And there's real tension between that and the short-term pain of getting butts and seats for most, most startups and most companies. So um, so I think there, there has to be some cultural elements some pain and pull from that. And I think you have to already kind of have some bar raisers in place. And then you're just kind of formalizing. I tell people all the time, though, like the ultimate goal of a bar raiser program should kind of be to work yourself out of a job because everyone is a bar raiser, right? It, it's like all interviewers become so good at interviewing, all hiring managers are so long-term focused that it's not just about this person that comes onto my four or five person interview team and tells us who we can hire or not. It's that they're coaching and mentoring and giving us feedback on our feedback, feedback on our decisions. They're facilitating quality hiring decisions and over time, we almost don't even need a bar raiser because our team has adopted that kind of long-term thinking and you know quality structured decision-making process. Does that make sense as well? Yeah. So here are the key takeaways for me. Take the time to listen to everyone, not just those who speak the loudest. Pornimel. A good founder prioritizes taking calculated risks while ensuring a sound balance sheet. Sargar. Increasingly, People who can bring more humanity into the business and bring more business thinking into the people function are needed now more than ever. Aki. The secret ingredients for a bar raiser program to flourish, I think organizations need to have felt the hiring pain and have a long-term lens into their talent strategies. John.